Welcome to the Umpiring Fast Pitch Softball Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Pete. And today we're going to continue in Chapter 5 of the USA Umpire Manual Base Mechanics. We're on Section B, which is Base Calls. Yeah, and uh, this starts with force plays, tag plays, and plays at first base. So uh, Section B, number one, force plays, tag plays, and plays at first base require movement to the proper position to see the entire play. With the base umpire on the first baseline and a ground ball to the infield, without taking your eyes off the ball, move inside the foul line to no further than a 45-degree angle from the foul line and no closer than 18 feet from the base. When the runner is out on a very close play, use the sell out signal. The signal is nothing more than simulating a throw by a fielder. Move your feet as if you were fielding a ground ball and give the signal and strong out call simultaneously. When the runner is safe on a very close play, use the sell safe signal. This signal is made by stepping toward the play, giving an emphatic safe signal and a strong safe call simultaneously. Finish the call by bringing your rear foot forward and squaring up to the play. Here we go. It's a lot there. But wow, so what lot. we're talking about, so okay, force plays, tag plays, plays at first base. It talks about with the umpire on the first baseline. So we're talking about nobody's on. You're standing in foul territory and you're standing behind first base. Yep. Should be standing, walking the line. Yeah. Right? So you're walking the line, quote unquote walking line, which this doesn't talk about necessarily right at this point. So I don't know, is that because it's not in a USA mechanic or you think it would be covered elsewhere? Or is that an NFH mechanic we're carrying through? Uh, it's in the starting positions oh, uh, piece okay. that we covered okay. uh, last time. Yeah. All right. And then um, so then we're going to be walking through and you like to land on your left foot so that you're ready to spring into the field. Your left foot being more towards foul territory, your right side being towards fair territory, fair territory. As the ball is hit, you move into play. And now it's a ground ball and you see it's going to be a play at first. You want to get, as it's saying, no more than 45 degrees from the foul line, right? So if you imagine first base, you know, split that. Um, Pretty much towards center fielder. Yeah. Almost. So you start getting that way. And then they, it doesn't say here too as well, but typically you want to get 90 degrees from the throw, no more than 45 out. From a second baseman, you can't get 90 degrees from yeah. that throw. Sometimes it puts you in a weird spot. Uh, so you, you try to find, try to work that angle, but you want to be there. And then it also says... No more than 18 feet from the base. So why 18 feet from the base? You want to make sure you can see all the elements. From where you're at, you get right. too close, it's now too big in your field of vision, and you can't see the foot on the base at the same time you see the ball arrive, at the same time you see the runner's foot on the base. Yep, that's yeah. right, Pete. So the 18 to 21, in order for me to get there, uh, and again, you know, uh, listeners now understand that I'm a, a big guy. So my 18 to 21 feet starting position is is closer to the 18 side when I'm working USA softball and high school ball because of the button hook situation. So I want to make sure that I, I don't get myself too far into the outfield because my button hook to get in is not quite as quick as it was 20 years ago. I'm usually at the 18 foot mark roughly and I used to have a tendency to kind of run into the, the field a little bit so closer to the 18 feet. So I had to be reminded that uh, when you step in to make this call at first base, step perpendicular yeah, to the foul line. Yeah, not uh, not in at all to maintain that 18 feet. And uh, like you mentioned, that when the ball when the throw is coming from second base, you don't have, you're not in very far. Yeah, uh, off the foul line because that 45 and 90 degree to the to the throw thing. But if the uh, if the third baseman you know had to run up the line a little bit to to get it, you're you're a good 15 20 feet off the line if you can yeah. get there. Uh, to, to get that uh, proper angle 
<clears throat> excuse me, and stay that far off of uh, off the base path. So yep, and then so it mentions the signals here. So you know, standard out and standard safe have been covered. It's the same for every umpire doing anything, but it does specifically spell out here the sell out and sell sell safe. So the sell out, I've you know it mentions you know kind of a, a similar to throwing a ball. I get that from the legwork position. I don't necessarily get that from the upper body position because when you throw a ball, you come over the top, right? So like you're not doing that. This is more. It's actually more like throwing a punch, honestly. So if you think about what you're doing, because throwing a punch and throwing a ball start the same way. You need to get your feet. Uh, you're, you you change so you have a lead foot, right? And then you yep. punch, so coming through, and then your back foot will follow through to get you square. If you're boxing, it's so that you're in a good position now to stick your hands up and like block. But in, in here, it's because all of our calls should finish with us being squared up. So yep. what, what do you say about that? So like my description of what's, what is occurring. So if we're, we're painting a picture with our words here for our oh listeners. Boy. And so when I, if I were to describe this as throwing a ball, I could see people being confused versus me saying throw a jab or th- you know, to throw something, throw a, not a jab, but like a hook. A hook, yeah, yeah, yeah. over the top hook usually. Um, so that's how I kind of think of mine, an over the top hook. So it's not, a, it's not an uppercut type of hook. It's a, it's a from the top down type of hook, which simulates a little bit or feels a little bit like throwing a ball but you're right on the bottoms absolutely like a throwing a ball and taken back many many years to when i was 18 years old and and for my first encounter with my ti in the air force at at uh, uh base what's it called <laughs> basic training thank you yeah basic training and they were they were trying to say make a fist and put your thumb on your on your the seam of your pants but they weren't allowed to say make a fist uh, as you know fists are bad because fists are violent in, in the military yeah, yeah well <laughs> i did say air force right so oh, um, yeah you know but so anyway they were like hold it hold your hand like you've got a roll of quarters in your hand you know so i'm you know trying to hold like i've got quarters quarters are you know they, they have diameter to them yeah you know? so and i'm like oh well why didn't you just say make a fist you know so like, that was my first time getting in trouble but so i wonder if it's <laughs> some of that you know we don't want to talk about punching girls in the face or something but um in the manual um, who knows what we talk about in the parking lot, but you know, the, the sell out though, um, does need to be some, somewhat of a, you know, over the top, you know, bang, you yeah. know, uh, got her punched her out, you know, whatever, however you want to think about it. But, and the mechanics of, of a sell is to, I mean, it's saying sell you're selling the crowd on the fact I saw this. I'm sure I'm so sure that I'm going to make this exaggerated movement because I know, like, if you didn't know, you might be timid and you'd be like, oh, I don't know, out, yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. When you do that, you do that big movement, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, David knew. Matter of fact, whew, yeah. she's down for the count now at this point. So it's been a minute since I've read this manual cover to cover, uh, and I've been concentrating on the CCA manual. And mm-hmm. so there's the power of the point in the CCA manual. And so that's another element that says, you know, I, I see it. I'm, I'm pointing yeah. at it. You, you listeners can't see me pointing right now, but I'm, I'm pointing, pointing at the fact that hand. this happened. Yeah. And bang, Punching with she's right. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do that, too. That. Actually, I do that. Depending on what's going on, I do I do point punch. It doesn't say point, but I do when I do my sellout. Yep. Not, not when I do it in the clinic, so that when they're watching and they're telling me to do it, they don't tell me <laughs> that's to do right. Point. But I do point in the field, so I'm just like that thing, the thing right there, the thing I'm pointing at. That's the one I'm punching. Yeah, She's out. You got it. So one of the things um, we'll pontificate just for a quick second on this one for newer umpires and, and umpires that I think may be less confident because they're new. The uh, the one thing that I think they need to do a little bit more, one of the things that I think that could be done a little bit more is the right way to say that, is the, the selling of, mm-hmm. the, of the close calls. And so um, 
I've seen several umpires recently, you know, they're like, ow, like emphatically with the hammer, you know, yeah. up, up at the top, but they yell out. And it's like, okay, so that was your sellout? That, you know, that's not, that's not it. Yeah, it's a know? trick. I mean, because it does take experience because you had to know this is a close play. And so they did identify that by, you know, making the, the emphatic hammer. Ow, a hammer. But at the same time, they had to recognize it early enough to know I need to do a different mechanic there. Not just my voice, which you can modulate in a second. You know, it's, I've got to, oh, i got to get in a different position, which involves turning my body, throwing the fist, everything else. So maybe it does just come with experience to identify the play in advance. Because you kind of know in advance, oh, this girl drops a bunt, right? The person that feels it is the third baseman coming in. So you already know this is going to be a close play. This girl's fast. She's a leadoff hitter. She's a little rabbit, right? Third baseman's got a cannon. Oh, yeah. You already know. If I'm safing yeah. or selling, it's se- uh, safing or outing, it's going to be selling. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but to identify that, a little pre-pitch planning sometimes even, you're more likely to need the sell call for those jackrabbit leadoff hitters than you are for the, the cleanup hitter. You know, yep. first baseman, you know, she's there to hit bombs, not, not bunt the ball. So I have one more thing to talk about here before we move on to uh, runner at first base, and one of them is the the timing of the of the safe call. So I was umpiring at the tournament with my really good friend Pete hey. here uh, just two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago only? Yeah, um, yeah. So and Pete was on the bases. We're doing eighteen U, really good ball uh, here in Columbus, Ohio. And Pete's on the bases. We got nobody on. Steps in, it's a really close call. As soon as the runner's foot hit the bag, the ball was not there yet. Pete gave a sell safe immediately. So you gave a sell safe immediately. Yeah. Um, and I heard one of the moms who knows more about umpiring than, of course, us umpires do, yeah. um, who was in the stands in my case, there with us, does. say, didn't even let the play finish before he made that call. <laughs> and uh, what happened in my head uh, when she said that was that's because that was the play. That was the, you know, there's not much left to see, you know. So yeah. sometimes we talk about stop, pause, see the play, you know, stop, see the play, pause, maybe even see the play again, replay it in your mind right. and, and play it again. In these situations where we have a, that girl's foot beat the throw, as soon as the girl's foot hit the bag and there was no throw there yet she's safe i'm okay with it i think uh yeah so technically though because there was no play i probably should not have signaled at all honestly right because the the ball you say the ball went to the fence or whatever oh no the ball just didn't beat her there oh okay yeah it was she touched the bag and then the ball came okay so she was immediately safe uh just like she would have been immediately out had the ball beat her there but it's in my mind anyway and so i don't know if this is why why it happened so quickly in your head but in my mind it happens that that's exactly what I'm looking for. I am I am looking to see if that runner has touched the base before the ball got there. Yeah. And so as soon as she touched the base and there was no ball there, she's safe, done. And it's just, it's an immediate safe. She made it, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. Whereas on an out one that's that's closer, then you take a little bit of time. You got to maybe take a step back, take one step forward. You know, bring your hammer. You know, whatever, right? Punching yeah. her out and all that. So I was okay with the fast call because. As soon as her foot touched the bag and the ball wasn't there yet, she is safe. So go ahead, hit it. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I get I get jumpy <clears> about some of my stuff. Any timing? It's you know, I'm yeah. I'm a newer umpire. So those who are new to the show or anything else, I'm a newer umpire than David is. Uh, been doing it for a few years, while David has been doing it for over twice as long. I, I do. So it's getting timing is tough. Timing on strike calls. Make sure you call them at the same pace, and so that way, if they're close, you still have the same. You've given yourself one second every single time instead of. 
safe. I mean, or yeah. strike. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah, whatever it is. So, yeah, I could have let it play, but. Yep. The other thing, um, sometimes you can give yourself too much time, mm-hmm. and then the people are like, I'll see there's confused. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, right. yeah, no, not confused. Just replant it in my head. It's an art. Yeah, you got it. All right, we better move on, or this is going to be another one of our 45-minute uh, get-through-two-sections. So B talks about with a runner on first base in the two-umpire system, the base umpire will be counter-rotated. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, counter-rotated between first and second base and a ground ball to the infield for a possible double play. Make two movements from the starting position. So when the play goes to second base, take one or two parallel steps to second, parallel, so parallel to the base path, to watch the play and push off with the right foot and make the call while moving parallel to the baseline toward first base. Without taking your eyes off the play, let the ball turn your head to the, to the play at first base, move to obtain and maintain an unobstructed view, stop, read the play, make the call. Stop, read the play, make the call. We're going to say that about a million times. Yeah, there's a lot here. So this is the one, you brought this up several episodes ago about which call can you make while on the move. Right. And it was this one, and here it is in the manual. So, okay, counter-rotated. So rotated means you are moving, you would move clockwise. So the fact Correct. that my starting position at with no one on is at first base, and the fact that I'm moving towards second base, that is a counterclockwise movement from the from the perspective of home plate looking out. Right, I've moved yep. counterclockwise. So that's what counter-rotated is, is counterclockwise? Yes, and you see this a lot in the in the three-umpire system. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need it in the one-umpire system. I would argue that you don't need it in the two-umpire system either. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not, you're not rotating in on the field. You are just the base you're umpire, the and this is your starting position. So it's important to understand rotation when you have a three-umpire system because, uh, you know, the third umpire has another responsibility depending on if you're rotated. If Are you going to rotate on the play? And by rotate, if, you, if you're if you a Major League Baseball person or if you got to watch some of the World Series, maybe you might get to see the first base umpire go down and cover home plate. Uh, that happens in the three-umpire system, and that's rotating home. I see. There's no rotating in really in two-man. but. Yeah. For some reason, in the manual, they said, "Well, you're just in a counter terminology, maybe." So we yeah. use a consistent terminology. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, so it's saying the ground ball on a possible double play. Make two movements when the play goes to second, one or two parallel towards second. That's important. When the play goes to second, you are your pre-pitch planning says ground ball to the shortstop. Think second base first, but it does not mean that's where the play is going. So you need to be watching. She gets the ball. Maybe the shortstop bobbles it for half a second, and so she's going to go one instead. If you're running towards second because you think that's where the play is going too far and you don't recover and look back at first, you could be in a bad spot. So, yeah, yeah. so make sure that it is the play is going to second before you're doing some of this stuff. I actually got in trouble with that at my clinic, at the uh, NC2A clinic that I was at last month or a couple months ago. My evaluator said, you're anticipating. And I tried to defend myself a little bit. Said, well, yeah, I'm fat. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if the play is going to go there, I need to start getting some getting some runs over there. But I absolutely agree with the feedback, and you just made the point. Uh, you really have to make sure that the play is going there because if you, you you put yourself in a bad position if it doesn't go there and you've already started moving that direction. Yeah. So we're parallel. We saw the play. So I see the ball. The, short, the shortstop flips the ball to second base. Second base fields it cleanly, foots on the bag. She's moving, right? I'm running that way too. Now I've planted my right foot, turn. And so as it's saying, as I'm doing that maneuver, which is taking me back towards first base, I'm signaling out or safe, uh, and then I just keep going, get myself in best position, best angle, best distance for first base. You got it. Where you're going to stop and make that play. That's right. Stop, read the play, and make the call. Yeah. 
Good one. All right, C, in fast pitch with a ground ball in the infield and the first play being uh, made at first base with runners on base in a two-umpire system and the base umpire is counter-rotated between second and third base. So now we have a runner at second or a runner at third or both, second and third. Mm-hmm. Move inside the diamond towards first base while creating angles on the throw at first base. Any movement needs to first create the best angle possible while closing the distance to first base. Keep the four elements, the ball, the base, the offense, and the defense in front of you as the play develops. Move to obtain an angle. Get and maintain an unobstructed view. Stop, read the play, then make the call. Yeah, so uh, we covered last time talking about starting positions. So now this is assuming, as you mentioned, we're now in quote unquote, the C position or the C prime position. So you're either, there's there's a runner on second or a runner on third or bases loaded or second and third only, whatever. Um, you're over by the shortstop, either over one shoulder or over the other. Now, but the ball's hit and it's going to go to first base. You are now in quote unquote, the worst position to do that. Like you're Absolutely. never going to be in a worse position to try to make the call at first base than you are as we're describing. This is so, the biggest challenge with two man umpires. Yes. Or two umpires so they're saying, what do you do? First thing you do, try to close the distance, right? You need to get in and you need to close the distance. It can be difficult, especially if there is a runner. If there's a runner on third, it's a little easier because no one is getting in your way. But if there's a runner on second going to third, you've got to clear that runner first. You got to let her, you can't get in her way. You got to let her either run in front of you. You got to maybe take an angle that gets you around her and then past or whatever that is. So that's, that can be a little tough, but this is where the angle over distance becomes very important. Get yourself into a position where you can see the elements as it described at a good angle, at the closest distance you can manage where you are in time to stop for the play to happen. Starting about 14U, you've got 2.8 seconds mm-hmm. to get stopped, to get in and get stopped yeah. to see the play. 2.8 seconds. If there's a runner at second, you're not getting in. You're not getting in anywhere. You mm-hmm. can't. You'll be in her way. So it's a horrible position, as you mentioned. The, the feedback that I will give and I get, you know, if, I, if I'm doing an evaluation or being evaluated in that situation is you didn't even get closer to first base. Nope, sure didn't. Nope. <laughs> can't <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> you know? right. And I would love to get there, but I, I can't. Uh, so I'm not quick enough. I'm not spry enough, especially depending on where the shortstop has you playing. If the shortstop is out, you know, they can be 8, 10, yeah, 12 feet up. behind the, base, the baseline. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, you know. Yeah, three steps is about it. 2.8 seconds. You look at the runner at second. Is she going? Is she not? If she's forced to go and it's on the ground, yeah, you know she's going. So you definitely don't want to get her. And worst case, ball hits to the shortstop. right? Yep. So now you've got to stay where you can see, uh, is there obstruction? Is there interference? One of the two could happen right there. Not obstruction. That would be impossible. I guess at that point, I don't know who would get in her way. But uh, So interference in this case. Uh, and so you've got to see that. And now follow the playthrough. You almost have no time to step. Right. And you'll get this a lot, and people may point to the manual, but the thing is, I don't see anyone getting, no one's getting to like the pitcher circle to make this call. No. You know, I've never seen anyone, the most in shape dude ever is not running in there and getting that spot. That's just not happening because of the timing you're talking about. Maybe, like you said, maybe 10 you when the ball's hit and the girl's running and she takes the path to first base, it swings her by the dugout first, and, <laughs> you know, whatever, and you can yeah. run in and get exactly where you need to be. But when you're playing high level ball, no one's moving like that. And that's why. You know, in tournament ball and stuff like that, they get three umpires because yep. you need the stuff to have. If you want to make a good call and you want to have the best call, yeah, you need to get you in a better blues. better position than you can get when you're in, when you're in a situation. So mm-hmm. we're still on base calls, force plays, tag plays, plays at first base, and so now we're on uh, letter D on a routine out call. Keep your feet at least shoulder width apart. Bring your body to an upright position. Raise your right arm to your peripheral vision on a routine safe call. 
Keep your feet at least shoulder width apart and bring your body to an upright position while bringing your hands chest high with palms down, with forearms parallel to the ground. Extend your arms straight out and keep the palms down. This is just essentially how to make the signal. Yeah. The, you know, shoulder width apart, the out call, you know, your good hammer, same hammer as your strike call, you know, when you're a plate umpire and your safe call is, you know, chest high, you know, don't fly away. Don't, don't put your hands up above your shoulders. So chest high, safe, and do you bring them back in or do you just take them straight down? Down. Yeah, straight down. I, you got it. So you guys couldn't see it, but I actually signaled it. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually went through it and said, what do I actually do in order to do this? And I didn't. That's how I figured it out. Yeah. And you will find so many. I, if I was to, to put an estimate on it, I would say half of the umpires out there are going to go safe and bring it back into their chest and then drop their arms. But uh, you, you should just safe and then drop your arms down. D on a tag play, take a position 90 degrees to the path of the runner just short of the base. They are trying to reach at a depth of 10 to 12 feet from the play. All four elements will be in front of you. As the play develops, move to obtain and maintain an unobstructed view. Read the play, hesitate slightly, then make the call. So this hesitate is on a slightly, tag you can play. replace by read the play, appreciate, appreciate. replay. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. what you're doing when you're hesitating. You're not showing hesitancy and you're not showing uncertainty you are reinforcing your certainty. That's what you're doing. Yep. Um, so there is a difference here too in the in the CCA manual, I believe. Uh, and one of them says, this is to reach a depth of 10 to 12 feet. Mm-hmm. No further than 10 to 12 feet. So yeah, don't get don't know, six feet, don't get four feet. That's in here. In CCA, it's get in there and see it. So really? Yeah, and if you watch Major League Baseball sometimes, that umpire is, is standing on top of the base. He's looking down there to see if that, that tag happened. They are in there. So this one says at a depth of 10 to 12 feet, and the CCA manual says no more than 10 to 12 feet. So you really get in there. Get, get your nose in the play. Exactly. So that's that about wraps it up for this time. Uh, we're Next time we'll move on uh, to point two, but this episode is running a little long, and we want to make sure that uh, we give each topic – It's appropriate conversation in depth. So uh, that's it for this time. Thanks for listening.